Hi, my name is Dr. Christie, and you are listening to In Between Visits. We are a team of healthcare professionals who want to see you thrive. The intention of this podcast is to support you between your visits through interviews, inspirational stories, candid conversations, and impactful information. We will motivate you on your journey, affirm your challenges, and reassure you you are not alone. We want to answer your questions and bring some joy to your day. Let's get started. It's Dr. Christie, and you are listening to In Between Visits. Today, I am going solo. I'm really been excited about sharing something just that I've been witness over the last couple of years, and it's specific to a demographic, a certain population. Certainly, a big part of my practice is the perimenopausal woman. So, this one is actually dedicated to the perimenopausal woman living through the pandemic. And there is specifics here because I really think this alignment around what's going on hormonally for many perimenopausal women has been a little bit reflected in what's been happening in our external environment. So before we really dive deep into the impacts, I wanted to define what is perimenopause, because I do think there's a lot of confusion out there. I mean, certainly in the last decade or two decades, we've been learning a lot more thanks to social media and other communication channels. We have been becoming more informed uh, within women's health, but the reality is, is many people still find it shocking how many women really don't understand the difference between perimenopause and menopause. So Newsflash, perimenopause is a season of life. It's a biological aging process. It's not a disease. It is not something that is um, unexpected or, uh, but it does come. It often comes with symptoms that can present uh, an impact quality of life and have secondary symptoms that can be contributing factors in disease. So it's not something we take lightly, And it also is something that we want to treat, uh, understanding if we optimize the body, then we can optimize this hormonal shift that goes on for anywhere between five years, if you're lucky, or upwards to a decade for some women. And it really is individual in how your body responds to it. That's why conventional medicine hasn't been able to pin it down and often don't even talk about it or lump it into menopause. Menopause is one full year without a period. That is the definition of menopause. Perimenopause, this window of time before menopause, can actually, as I said earlier, be a transitional period for upwards to a decade. So we all know about some of the symptoms that we hear about, you know, the the insomnia, the night sweats, the mood changes, and all of that is impacting our quality of life. Yet we go to our GPs, we sit down, we give our complaints and it's like, well, yeah, it's probably hormonal. The options are incredibly limited. The testing is typically null and void. And we end up looking at continued management of just the symptoms. We go on a sleep aid, maybe um, recommended birth control, or uh, even different things like antidepressants as a way to manage this aging process. And as I said, folks, it's biologically expected. And why I wanted to bring this up right now is because of what I've been seeing through the pandemic is definitely an aggravation of this. So an aggravation of all these symptoms perimenopause, what's going on from a physical perspective is 
actually a lot of inner turmoil when it comes to the hormones. The messaging in your system is that the ovaries are having less eggs or follicles to mature. And so the hormonal cascade is saying, okay, ironically or interestingly, we actually have to up this. So it's a little bit that last hurrah. So often a lot of these perimenopausal symptoms are relative to too much hormone, a lot of estrogen floating around in the system at that time. And also it's not as cyclical in nature. We're not getting that sort of cycle of the different phases of a menstrual cycle, that predictability. So you can feel uh, quite um, uh, PMSy, or you can feel a little bit physiologically or mentally, emotionally out of sorts, even though it technically is a different window within your cycle. So it's a lot of it is because the body is just really uncertain and we're getting this sort of unpredictable cycling in the body. So that's what's happening. And folks, that's kind of to be expected. The impact of that is really the behind the scenes. That is what's going on within the rest of the body and how our body receives this difference in how these hormones are changing. Different from menopause. Menopause is when we actually have very little of these hormones or these hormones from the ovaries, um, the messaging from the brain to the pituitary to the ovaries is really almost stopped because there is no more cycling required from a reproductive or from an evo from a biological perspective. Perimenopause, that's not the case. It's a changing system, not a completely shifted system. So we'll often hear words like transition or a process, uh, but yet we don't have a lot of understanding. So we want to sometimes like think a little bit outside the box. And instead of thinking about, okay, well, how can I manage my hormones or how can I create predictability in my hormones? Remember I said earlier, this is kind of to be expected. So trying to predict change or shift that is a little bit, a little bit counterintuitive when what we can think about is how do we support the other aspects of the body so that as this inevitable change is going on, our body is not, is not dealing with all these symptoms. Really the magnitude of these symptoms or the impact of these symptoms is really relative to how well is the body, the rest of the body adapting. So when we look at that relative to what's been going on over the last uh, two or three years, we can see how so much of this could be aggravated. So internally, there is a conflict externally. There's a lot of inner conflict, unknowing, uncertainty. So that's a little bit of the almost very holistic um, energetics of this is you're, you're really dealing with a lot of inner conflict at the time when there's an outer conflict going on in the world and so much uncertainty. So it's a little bit of mirroring up environment to external environment to internal environment. And I don't take that lightly. The reality is, is that never in our lifetime have we been so little, um, have so little empowerment in some of the stressors coming at us. We really are becoming a species where we just kind of got a deal. And the dealing is also the physiological impact. And I don't mean de dealing as in behavior or feeling or emoting about it differently. We need to process these things and understand them uh, on that level. But the physical manifestation and the adaptations that are happening in our internal world, our physiology, is something that we're trying to learn to adapt to over time. 
So back to the hormonal piece with this, what influences the impact of this estrogen dominance or perimenopausal window can be stressors. So if you followed any of this podcast, you know, I talk a lot about cortisol. So cortisol is something that will surge through the body when we're under times of stress, AKA a pandemic for two and a half years. And that is going to have a direct influence on how the rest of our body is relative receiving or responding to the estrogen and progesterone hormones, the hormones that are in flux. So when the body is under stress, we increase cortisol and that influences how much of the progesterone, stick with me here, the progesterone in the body. And if we can't make as much progesterone because we're busy making cortisol, then we're going to end up with even a greater estrogen dominance. So when we look at the pandemic and the impact that's having on a very physical perspective, all that cortisol is aggravating the estrogen overload. Remember folks, I said perimenopause often is too much or the body is not used to all the excess hormone, um, specifically estrogen. So now you're dealing with an influx of this hormone relative to another body system, that stress response. So if I lost you at any point, the long and the short is stress will interfere with stress secretes cortisol and cortisol will interfere with our estrogen and progesterone pathways, thereby aggravating symptoms. As I said earlier, a lot of these stressors are without our, outside of our control and our body's having a reaction to them. So as much as the techniques of deep breathing, meditation, and all of that stuff is important, sometimes we just can't access it. So perimenopausal women, if you've been feeling very agitated, aggravated, it, a lot of this is because having to deal with all this extra stress at a time when our bodies will respond physiologically more to that stress, given the hormonal backdrop, it's been a tough time. It's been a really tough time. Then we look at some of the lifestyle factors. I don't know about you guys, but more wine, more sugar, more coping mechanisms. I'm never going to be that person that's tell you that you have to just drink green smoothies and, um, you know, and only eat kale salad. That's not my practice philosophy. We do want to try to achieve balance and pleasure and stay away from disassociated or distracted mindless eating. That's not been happening for many of us. Many of us have been coping with some of these stressors with an increase of things like alcohol, sugar, and salt. These things are going to be really difficult for the perimenopausal women, right? Because this is another aggravation. The liver, we talked about the stress, we talked about adrenal and cortisol. Now I'm diving into liver. So beyond the hormonal picture, and the stress picture, there's also the liver and the liver has to detoxify and remove some of this to put some of this excess hormone out of the system. Well, if you're drinking wine and eating sugar, that's going to be harder for the body to do lots of loving kindness, but often we've turned to these foods and we're going to be experiencing even more symptoms because the lifestyle factors have been harder to access during difficult times. So, you know, these two factors that play such a huge role. And when I'm working with women, as I have for the last two decades, about assisting with this transition perimenopausal years and minimizing the symptoms by 
paying attention to the hormones, but more importantly, paying attention to what else is going on, stress response and liver, a lot of the treatments that I would normally see some great results with, I'm just not seeing. Guess what? People aren't getting access to minimizing stress. It's difficult to do some of the dietary and lifestyle stuff. Perimenopause women are experiencing a lot more symptoms. We don't have as much space as well. So that inner conflict from a a mental, emotional, and even energetic component, perimenopausal women often start to find a voice, start to find a sense of self, that rite of passage that can happen as we move into our wise woman years. That requires space, that requires a sense of interconnectedness and reflection. Oh, you, I'm not getting a lot of that with kiddos at home and um, husbands and partners around us, less time for our activities when we don't have our support systems. So we're not getting that transitional time, that reflective time, um, that time to connect with self in the same way. So that's the problem and the affirmation and the validation. So yes, of course, Now that you know what's going on and you feel more reactive and you feel that your temper and your agitation and you're hot at night and you're um, not sleeping well and you feel agitated and know that there is a physiological manifestation going on. Sure, we drink our water, we eat our broccoli, we meditate and manage good sleep hygiene and we do the best. But the intent of this podcast really was to help you guys understand the perimenopausal woman during the pandemic is doing her best and potentially having some access to understanding why you're feeling what you're feeling may help you to accept and allow some space within it and really start to support yourself in a way that is accessible to now. So I want to leave it for that. This was really short and sweet. This has been singing to me for the last at least year. I'm so grateful to have this moment and to sit down and to share this with you. There's my dog, Gracie, in the background, Amazon, but um, that's not getting cut because friends, this is lifetime and this is what our lives are like right now. I want you to um, continue to support yourself in the best way you can. And always know we here at Dr. Christy Lewis, our team of naturopathic doctors and psychotherapists are here to support you in whatever way we can. Thanks so much guys and stay well. everyone enjoyed this episode of in between visits and i want to take a moment to mention cardish health food center they're a locally owned and operated health food store in ottawa with seven locations in the city they've got this dedicated staff committed to helping you find the right products you're looking for whether it's supplements or groceries they've got essential oils and all kinds of beauty supplies really anything that you need to help you on your healing journey they've been absolutely instrumental in my mission to ensure that you are able to optimize your health and live your best life. If you're looking for more information about them, you can find them online, you can follow them, cardish.com, and I know they're going to be happy to help.